What is up, music junkies? Thank you for tuning in today. We have a very special guest with us, Rizik. Man, how are you? Thank you for coming, coming by and saying what's up. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I am. I'm doing good. Enjoying this um, chill day. Got some writing done. Knock the voice. Let's know. So it's been easy so far. How are y'all doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's been rainy here in San Diego, so you know, been dealing with that, with that crap. But you know, it's 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 another day, another day in paradise, I guess. It's not as it's not as nice as Jamaica, though. I'm sure. Argue with you on that, but um, the heat definitely has its drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, and then you get a lot of humidity, right, up there. Yeah, but you know, it's home. Always yeah. feels comfortable. Yeah, yeah, makes <laughs> sense. So, first question I want to ask: How did it all get started for you in music? How did you, you know, find out that you had the talent, and you know, how did it start? Ooh, um, so from I was like in diapers, I was playing with the like the CD player, taking CDs out, putting new ones in, dancing to the music, like before I really knew what was going on. Um, <coughs> And from there, like music was just a constant, you know. Um, I tried playing drums, I played a little guitar. Um, <clears throat> and then it wasn't until I went to high school, I went to a boarding school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, <clears throat> where I started singing and really composing music, um, producing that kind of stuff. And I mean, it's really, it was really just a hobby up until college days, till I saw that, like, you know, this is something I could really try to do for a living. Um, I went to college in Nashville, Tennessee, um, music city. So that's the music that capital to... of, the, of the world right now, right? It, I mean, yeah. So like just getting used to um, putting music at the forefront, <coughs> you know, rather than just a hobby. Um, and it's I mean, it's really been a blessing, you know, um, to just have it as, as something that's stuck with me in some form or fashion like since i can remember all right so what does your writing <laughs> process look like for everything because you know i saw online you know i did a little bit of research and you know you write and perform your own music so how does that process look um well usually it starts with as corny as it may sound a feeling right Either mm -hmm. a feeling like a word or phrase gives me um, an experience that comes to mind, or like if I'm messing with sounds, um, it'll just I'll just feel something and and want to kind of expand on it. Um, I really enjoy writing around like a central theme rather than just like um, I guess freestyling. Mm -hmm. And so when I have something that just that sparks that initial feeling, it's it's easier for me to kind of craft. A story around it um so that's that would be normally my process I, I think do you usually start with quote hook chorus first or verses first this is a huge debate i have seen with many artists like what do you start with first i bet you it's hook <laughs> so it usually ends up being hook but it's not like directly like it's not the goal necessarily right i write in like sections like an eight bar or like a 16 bar. And I kind of, if I don't feel something immediately branched from that, 
I'll leave it alone and write something new and then kind of use them as pieces. Right? Okay. So I've, I've there been instances where I've tried like pre-choruses or verses as a chorus and see which kind of fit the best, you know? So um, I hear that, but it, and it usually is easier to center it around the hook. You're right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I think the hook is the hardest part for me. Like I, I can't write hooks at all. So it's just, I always usually go verses first and then I'm like, huh, what could be catchy with this that I'm writing, you know? <laughs> I'm still on my hiatus, but uh, yeah, um, I would always start with the hook. You know, I just think it's easier to, to build it around the central idea because then you can just fill in the, the blanks. I'm not a good lyric writer as we've already established, but I mean, yeah. Did we establish oh, okay. that? It's not, I, I think established that in the in the podcast because <laughs> we go through this a lot because we always ask you know hey what what's your writing style and we always figure we always talk about how I suck at hooks and Jake's great at hooks and it's just <laughs> sounds like it balances out to me yeah that's true that's true Appreciate so that. I want I want to ask so you you know your styles are very different because you have songs where it's like extremely R and B like you know very you're in your in your probably your earlier days and now you you have your more um reggae pop and more jamaican vibes so how when did you start to transition because i know i know you go a little bit back and forth right mm -hmm. so <clears throat> when i was uh when i first went up to uh chattanooga for high school right um people would always point out my accent and naturally being somewhat of like more of an anxious person, more of a quiet person initially, until I really get to know people, it was kind of a spectacle. So I would tone it down. Uh, so I wouldn't get like, you know, so people would hear what I'm saying rather than how I said it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of translated into the music, you know, like, um, I want to be able to say what I want to say and, and, and try to speak to people and connect with people without the, the accent barrier, like, getting in the way of the medium, you know? Um, and so I'm still trying to find that perfect balance. You know, I'm glad for the time at home, it's helped me really bring out the, the, the Jamaican and Afro and Island influence. Um, but the goal is to bridge that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, in your way, you have both styles. You have the very, you know, R&B singing, and then your, your chorus, your hook has more of that Jamaican style exactly yeah. so that that was like the perfect combination of both <laughs> exactly yeah that one that one was a ton of fun um i had just started making that track um you know one morning before heading to the gym and i get to the gym with my my brother chris i'm like bro i just made this and i need you on it this is what it's about <coughs> i know you have something to say and yeah it just lined up to be afro r&b you know right in the pocket of what i'm trying to like yeah I guess build consistently yeah okay and so you you do come from a, a long family of you know those great influencers on the jamaican culture right like uh, <laughs> especially uh wasn't your grandmother um what was that i'm trying to remember but she did something too i read really important yeah man she was a big singer she I see it, it seems like the same gene, you know, skipped my parents and then kind of passed on mm -hmm. to me. But, you know, I guess growing up, um, a lot of my family wasn't into the arts. So it was kind of venturing 
by myself, you know, with, you know, I would learn more about my grandma and she would give me some tips. But mm. other than that, it was just me and maybe my brother. Um, <laughs> so, but still, I think those would also be some big influences on you too, because I mean, with that kind of a background, that's that's real interesting. Um, I, I couldn't really find anything on her. If I maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I was intrigued. I was like, you know, that is kind of cool. I mean, she uh, she was very much a by the book, perfect form. You know, like warm up, cool down, all of this stuff. Like in charge of teaching people as well. And so, me who uh, music was a feeling for music was uh, like a place to come back to a, a place of inspiration it was I always had difficulty like sticking by the book and like um, she definitely taught me the value in that but I mean that that also ha has to do with uh, I guess the time frame right you know back in the day you people were taught singing and they were taught like the right way do you do everything this way like very kind of linear way and now mm -hmm. with the new younger people younger crowd it's like you said it's a feeling you know it's like you're trying to express yourself in a certain way and so nothing's very linear uh, or lineal about it so i guess it, that that makes sense a lot of sense mm, i needed it. i needed that kind of structure first <laughs> yeah yeah well I mean, correct me if i'm wrong but uh I think that good that structure is good and then after you learn it by the book that's when you can start bending the rules and kind of going off on your own and that's that's really what she was trying to teach me and you know <laughs> young and naive yeah <laughs> i'm trying to do what i want now out the gate you know so that her and then obviously you know when i went to uh, the boarding school i took uh some choir classes for the first time and i got taught mm. to perform it was proven to me <laughs> why I need to make sure I know what I'm doing first uh, before I kind of just take the reins. How was boarding school? How, how was like, <laughs> I, I've, I've only seen like stuff in movies and stuff, but how is boarding school really? All right. So it was, for me, it was a blast, right? It was a Christian all boys boarding school. And I know that doesn't sound appealing to everybody, but you got to think <laughs> about it this way. It's like camp, but like a semester, right? It's you go to classes and you have some friends in classes and then you go back to your dorm and it's pretty much a sleepover with the dogs for a semester. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. <laughs> and just looking at it through that lens, it was like an adventure, you know, like. Um, yeah, there was no. Oh, women. <laughs> Part of it is like, I didn't feel stupid, like raising my hand in class if I didn't understand something. There was no pressure there, um, just socially, because it was the dogs. Yeah. You know, um, everyone had their sport they had to go to or their club or their thing. And it was, there wasn't, there wasn't much like division or, or drama. You know what I mean? It was, it was really just a, a good time. And, and you, you had your brothers who were your brothers and then everybody else kind of just respected those groups and you know it was it was a good time it was a really good time and it uh there's where i met uh two of my like like brothers for life that you're um, right dogs yeah exactly <laughs> chris and i'm sure you i'm sure you've seen them somewhere on my page uh we're in a group called soundproof or we're in a group called soundproof 
Um, that started in high school. Okay. And so it was boarding school college. all through high school? It was, uh, I went halfway through my sophomore year, so two and a half years up there. And then regular um, public school? Okay. Before that, I was um, at home in Jamaica going to uh, private high school. Okay, so it's always been private. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're very lucky. Public school is no yeah, fun. Yeah, public school is. <laughs> but so, who who are your influences? Like, who did you grow up? I know, you know, the... Sean Paul. Yeah. Frank, <laughs> Definitely Sean Paul, right? Um, some shaggy. I um, I would, I would say Damian Marley. Hmm. Um, um, Drake, I guess, would be a definitely a more recent one. Um, but growing up, I listened to like a, a lot of like Fall Out Boy. Um, mm. I I was really into like Avenged Sevenfold and System of a Down. Um, nice. But like having like, cause I I used to play um, a bunch of the WWE games as well, and those okay. soundtracks were just full of rock bands, right? <clears throat> So that kind of influence, um, I think, comes out in some of my writing style. I can I listen back and like, um, I think the way I piece together some melodies can be attributed to that. Um, and that's, I guess, that would be my earliest like set of influences. And then of course, you know, they kind of gravitate more mainstream as I've grown. Like, you know, Rihanna, Rihanna, right. my queen, right? Your queen, <laughs> can, right? She can flip on her um, her accent whenever she wants to, and nobody can tell her otherwise, and it works. Yeah. In both markets, in either direction, and that level of like, I guess, freedom creatively is the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. You talked about how you heard a lot of soundtracks and video games. So the first like ever metal band that I listened to was Bullet For My Valentine because yeah. their song, Hand of Blood was, I, I don't even remember the video game, but I think it was a racing game or something, Need For Speed or something. That's how I heard most of my music. I was like, oh, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up I'm gonna look this up. And that's how I heard a lot of my music, <laughs> video games. <laughs> that started all the way back in the road rash days when I was playing that on the, what was it? Jeez, this is a trip back in the What the, the hell 90s. is Road Rash? Oh, dude, it's like a motorcycle game. Super fun. It's all like low graphic because it's so old. But they played a lot of really awesome rock and metal songs on there, man. And so that, that was a good amount of my influence, too. So this is just nostalgic to talk about. I'm sorry. I think the, like the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater game for like PlayStation yes. 1. Mm. Bangers, just bangers. Hey, yeah. everything. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, the um, Tony Hawk's Underground. There's mm. a shit ton of good music on that as well. And then they, supposedly they were gonna release a new Tony Hawk's, but that's that's another story. But they, <laughs> I don't know if they ever did. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Who, who, I want to ask, who would your, like, ideal collaboration be with? Like, who would you, besides Rihanna, because I know you would, <laughs> you would care to work with Rihanna. <laughs> Dude, more work with her. I would. 
Uh, I might accidentally propose to her if I work with her. So, <laughs> but um, I really want to work with. Uh, I'm gonna call him Six Slack. I know his name is Black, but okay, yeah. yeah. All purposes, I would love to work with Six Slack. Um, I love the simplicity of some of his melodies, but also how intentional um, and how hard they kind of hit in certain sections. Mm-hmm. And it's just with, over these like variety of tracks um and variety of fields it's really really cool um i think that's that's somebody i definitely want to work with hopefully you know soon yeah hopefully <laughs> it works out hey if you're listening i mean rizik wants to work with you <laughs> i mean he's got like on spotify what is it like over seven thousand monthly listeners no i think so yeah okay and then, who are you talking um, who are you talking about I'm, I'm talking about not you mario but rizik yeah he has seven thousand monthly listeners yeah and then so, that closer is it closer or closer 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 okay yeah that one has like the most streams on there and that one's doing really really freaking well so um we want to share a little bit like with what was going on when you wrote that closer is so I was just not feeling great one day, okay. um, and I back. I was I was just trying to write to um, a good friend of mine had sent it to me and just thought of me when they when they heard it. And as gross as I felt, I was like, all right, this this track needs energy. This track needs something that gets people to sink into the dancing and that's simple and that they can sing along and like that they're really feeling. And this was, this was right before um, March when I flew down because of Corona. This was like at the the top of last year. I'm like, okay. And I tried to be clean in um, at least most of my writing. Everything I have out right now is clean. Um, And so I was just thinking about the simple ways that you show somebody you're interested or you want them or, you you know, you want to make that next step. And it's, it's proximity, it's physical closeness. And that was really where that came from. It's just sneakily closer, closer. No, I don't even know you. The look in your eyes just a call me over. So make we get a little closer. You know, like basic, like, hey, like I see you looking at me. Like, why not? Why do we stop the game? And like, yeah. just go, mm-hmm. you know? But the music video isn't like that, right? So, <laughs> because of the way Corona played out, uh, yeah. we did, it's less of like a full music video and more of like, you know, that little promo skit we did. Yeah. Um, mm. Had to promote uh, COVID safety with the masks and the, the hand sanitizer and whatnot. And then she and sprays you all high. over. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> COVID safety, you know, it's a priority. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, don't get too close right now. <laughs> Closer, like, like emotionally, you know, like mentally. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But for now, <laughs> take it easy, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I did, I did notice we were talking about how you go from, you know, kind of the more R&B to the reggae pop. I did notice that your more reggae pop has the most streams. 
that's like what people vibe vibe with more you know like the the dancier mm -hmm. more you know popish stuff how do you feel about that um honestly because i've spent like all right, i spent a couple years <clears throat> towards the end of high school like trying not to downplay that side of me so much it's really i'm really grateful that like it's it's so well received you know it, it means that like I can I can pour into this with all of me, um, yeah. rather than kind of trying to fit into either mold. You know, so I'm I'm I mean I'm just grateful. You know, I'm excited to to keep trying it and seeing what other ways I can mix the two. Yeah, and I know you could see you could see like where your streams are usually like your highest streamers. Where are they? Uh, it's like Germany and Spain and like Denmark. Norway's up there, some Mexico, like, so, I mean, I'm, I had no idea it would, it would shoot up there first, you know, like, that yeah. would be the prime spot, but, hey, I'm, I'm always down for a trip. That is super sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, you know who I would picture you doing a collab with is someone like, um, Bad Bunny or, you know, Maluma, some some reggaeton, <laughs> you know, reggaeton y palajoni. That's what you need to I, do. <laughs> I would love to. Go hit up Daddy Yankee. I don't know about that. That's, like, that's old school, dude. That's old school shit. Hey, you can bring old school back. That's what they've been doing. Look at Fleetwood Mac, man. Ah, uh, yeah. TikTok is yeah, TikTok the powerful thing right now. <laughs> Just reignited that song beyond what they could have imagined for right now hey you know you know there's certain ways you could you know promote your music you should collab with like a tiktok a super famous tiktoker and have them do a dance to your song dude hey that that's the way to go <laughs> honestly because <laughs> i've seen a bunch of like i've been looking into it right i've seen like a couple youtube videos about like use like just marketing tools on TikTok, and that's one of them is just getting it into circulation yeah no, just speaking one, of more just need one person person feel about outsourcing for your music sorry so speaking of marketing how do you feel about outsourcing for your music in terms of like uh production yes um well i guess I prefer to write most, if not all of like what I end up singing. Um, mm -hmm. I'm open to, to lyrical collabs, but um, I think I'm more harsh on or more specific on those than I am production collabs. I'm more than willing to like collab on production or just straight up take a beat. Closer was a track that, you know, I had no production on. Um, okay. So, I mean, as long as as long as it speaks to me, you know, as long as I can, I can feel something and un, unravel it. Okay, that makes sense. Awesome. Do you do you play? You know, you said you got a little into drums, a little bit in guitar. Do you play any instruments, like so I, full time? Uh, I play guitar, um, more rhythm guitar than like shredding. Um, there's like. I'm still getting used to like, I guess, singing and performing, especially different styles of music, um, singing and playing, I guess. Um, I functionally play piano if I'm if I'm writing, I wouldn't, you know, accompany or, or play 
like for myself. Yeah. Yet, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of gave up on the drums, honestly. I that the multi like rhythms going on at the whole like the same time, I just I couldn't do it. But it gave me an understanding of it that like I, you know, would never want to lose. Well, especially for like the music that you make, that those drums aren't easy. It's not like a, <laughs> no. just a simple hi hat or and, and like, snare. This is a lot of toms, a lot of like you know moving parts. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do anything like that. Mm. That is jazz. <laughs> oh, jazz. Ooh. Yeah, no, I'm. That's. I know where I'm not ready for. You know, I'm not ready for jazz yet. You sure? No, you sure you don't want to do some jazz right now? <laughs> right now, fly. Just go. So, Start it. How long you been playing? Playing what? Me drums? Yeah. Oh, I play drums recreationally, and I don't. I haven't had a drum set in seven years, so I don't play drums at all anymore. Uh, Jake plays guitar. He plays every see. instrument. He plays every instrument. <laughs> wow. Pretty much. I can program drums. I can do that. <laughs> I hear you on that. How long have you been playing guitar? So guitar... Let me see. I have to go way back. So I'm 28 now. Just turned on the 14th of January. And so I started when I was 9 didn't get serious about it until I was maybe 14. Wow. Then, yeah, that's a part. Very of long time on guitar, but I also played piano. I played the cello. I've done the drums a little bit, but I'm I'm not real comfortable with that. Like you said, there's a lot of polyrhythms going on, you know, di different paces. It's hard to keep your mind and your body in timing with everything else. But... <clears throat> I like just the whole aspect of making music. Uh, I've been in a bit of a rut where I'm kind of like stuck. Mario seems to have an understanding of where that's coming from, but it's not necessarily that. It's just life's getting away from me in the long haul. So I haven't really had the time to, but when I do, oh, it's going to be good. I believe it. I yeah, believe I'm excited. It. Um, but yeah, like if... Uh, I don't know. It's just difficult writing something start to finish. I feel like it takes longer. You know what I mean? And then you appreciate it more because it's something that you made. You didn't have to do outsourcing for. Mm -hmm. So what's the longest that you've ever spent on a song? Probably <clears throat> somewhere from six to seven months. Um, because <clears throat> I like be able to pour into it and pour into it. And then, you know, one or two sections, I'm not sure about. Mm -hmm. And my problem is I listen to it on repeat, like on long drives, you know, whenever I have free time just to like nitpick and critique. Um, so I have to take those long breaks if nothing comes to me. Otherwise I get demoitis and I don't want to change it. Right. Yeah. So definitely some, some months, you know, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's just, I guess where I'm at now is deciding which songs I'm, I can pour that much into and which ones mm -hmm. like, you know, I should tough it out and like just get done because that's what they need. That's what would be best for them. Okay, last question. So when do you finally realize or find out, okay, 
this one is finished. I can back away from it and send it out. When do you, when does that moment happen for you? Um, that moment happens four weeks before it comes out because that's when it's required to be submitted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the once it's, once it's out and like, there's nothing I can do about it. That's when I, like, usually when I'm able to like, just accept it. Um, I'm one of those people who I love, I'm really, you know, proud of what I make and like, I'm happy with it. Okay. But I always want it to be as, as good as it can be like, and better, which isn't always possible. So I'm still working on accepting, um, um, the limits to a like song that stuff. Gotcha. Cause I was going to ask you, are there any songs that you've currently released that you loved at first, but when upon, you know, time, you're just like, there's just like three things in that thing that I would change for the better. Cause yeah, I've got plenty of those myself. I mean, yeah, like this is, <laughs> it's, it's minor things that like pretty much only I hear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a frequency thing or like how often like a repetitive hi-hat will hit like mm. tweaks. It's like these minor things that, that I'm going to make bother me that, you know, when, when it boils down to it are kind of inconsequential mm -hmm. or, you know, either a whole, like it's, it's usually that that's usually what. All right, give us an example. What song are you thinking you would be like, oh, I could, if I could change something, I would in a particular song. Okay. Um, off my first project details, mm -hmm. um, the the song something uh that was a replacement for a song that we already had ready um because we just didn't think it like fit and so we recorded something like pretty quickly within like two three days of when we submitted the project and so the the quality of the vocal takes i'd sent in in some areas weren't like as clean as i would have liked that for sure takes a cake because i love that song to this day i just wish I got to spend the time on it that like mm -hmm. I would have liked to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely. You could all you could always redo it, remaster, remake. <laughs> there's not a, lot a problem. Of it's already out there. It's got like thousands of listens already. Yeah, but no, there, just... there's there's always people like that remake their music. Let's see, for example, yeah. Black Bear released a song in like 2010 called NYLA, and then in his new album anonymous he released re-released it again but he remade it re-recorded it with his like current style his current vocals you know it's, it's people do sick. it all the time so i mean it is also cool to see the evolution as as the artist you know throughout the entire we'll call it a campaign because that's essentially what it is you know your your goal is from this point to this point and however many things you can do in between that point matters um but you did say that you lived in tennessee and you went to to school there you played shows i'm imagining as well um so where are some of your favorite concerts that you've actually performed at taking place at? so most of the shows i did i will i will preface um the way we did them was i was with my group mm -hmm. right so because we were all in a group but each like separate artists as well we would kind of open and the group would headline Right. Um, and so it was just cool because we 
you know, we'd meet one opener per night, and then we handle the rest of the, 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 the I guess, set list. Um, one place we frequented was, I'm trying to remember the name of the building. Well, our biggest show was at actual, actual at Belmont's campus. We did uh, their urban pop showcase, which about nice. 2,000 people came out to. Um, and we we were we went full boy band mode, like <laughs> dance and everything, <laughs> choreograph. I'm talking all white. Uh, yeah, we got a, we had a little like choreography like section in the in one of the choruses, like just just milked it, and it was amazing. It was so much fun. Um, and there was one time we played at a bar that's closed now. I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but we had opened for um, this big arm, this this R&B old school artist, and only one mic was working, and there were three of us. Yeah. Oh man! So three part harmonies on one mic that we're passing around, and we made it work, and it was just. Listen, <laughs> it, was, it was a blast, a good, a good time just living in Nash, being able to like look forward to performances and, mm. you know. So your, your group is uh, soundproof, right? You said? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. Nashville is, is music capital for sure. Seriously. But I heard, this is, this is just, you know, rumors that I've heard is Austin is becoming the new music capital. I don't know Maybe if it's true. Country. I don't know if it's true. Well, look, Nashville. I've heard some buzz. Nashville has a lot of country. Nashville is a lot of country. It's very country, but it also has rock vibes. Is you know, it has a little bit of everything. But if you listen to country in in the music itself, there's a lot of rock influence as well, but also a lot of swing. Um, I think it's just like a southern kind of twang that they dash on it and make it sound good i mean their music's beautiful don't get me wrong but i ain't gonna be blasting that i don't want to be off in my fields rolling to work <laughs> anyway so what are you currently working on Ooh. i'm lining up uh, a bunch of singles just so i can consistently be dropping stuff uh throughout this year uh friday i dropped one of my mashups fever texting on uh, Spotify, um, and then I'm working on a remix right now uh, of uh, this song called Goody Goody, right? Goody, a Jamaican, goody. Uh, this Jamaican artist uh, named Scantana pretty much wrote this song uh, where he's talking about some of his celebrity crushes and how just like amazing they are. They're just these, these beautiful, wonderful women. And he's just rhyming a bunch of famous names. And so I heard that and I'm like, this this is going to be such a vibe. I think people are really going to dig this. Um, came with my verse, and we're filming the music video in the next couple uh, weeks and hoping to drop that around mid to late February. You mentioned someone else besides Rihanna, right? Like, you mix it up a little bit, right? <laughs> Just... <Cool>. Definitely. <laughs> I, had, I had to shout out Kelani. She's cute. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, that's just... she. She's a goat. She's an upcoming goat, you know. Oh, she's crazy. Her music, her she's verses really are. Jan is too. She's freaking pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Janae Eichel had to shout her out too. 
and then a couple other like Jamaican household names, you know. So it's it's really gonna be cool. Um, other than that, just lining up singles, ideally, you know, one a month at the least. So we'll see. All right. Awesome. All so just to, just want to let you know that "All Over" was my favorite song. Ah, I love I'm it. So glad. I love it. I'm. So- <laughs> oh, I really like your way, but Fever Texting was pretty catchy. That mashup. I think I, that was the I'm first the... thing I said earlier. Fever Texting. <laughs> yeah, Fever Texting was a. That was that was a vibe. That was the first time I got to put together like a mashup mashup like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the video just like paired well with it, and I'm really glad it's on Spotify. Y'all go check it out. Um, but all over is. It was about uh, a friend's breakup, right? He told me about it and I was just like, yo, I feel the sad boy feels. <laughs> I have to write this down, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure you can hear some of like the pop boy bandy influence in the writing. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I love being able to do that. I don't think I want to lose that side of me, um, no matter how much of the Jamaican I get to bring out. Yeah, it's very R&B. It has that very R&B like feel, and I love. I'm I'm R&B. I love R&B so much. Um, so I, that's why I kind of like related it, and I was like jamming it a little bit. I love, of course, all your music's badass. Your way, like he said, it was super like, talented. Makes me want to dance, and then closer. Thank you so much. Specialty. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> the vibe. The vibe, bro. So you know. I, that's all I have. What I do want to give you a chance is to like, um, kind of tell people a little bit about you and, you know, hopefully they, you get some, um, new listeners, um, you know, let them know what you're all about. And if you want to tell any of your fans, anything, you know, this is your chance. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's up everybody. I was an honor to be on this. Um, follow me at, at Rizik music. Ah, as you heard, I'm working on blending pop R&B with island and Afro influence. Um, for the most part, self-produced, but willing to work, you know. Um, I'm a gamer, as you've seen and heard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, work, working on starting up a Twitch channel soon, so I will be posting about that. But other than that, yeah, I mean, just excited to see where the writing takes me and what kind of uh what the rest of the bridge looks like you know as i'm trying to build it and be a part of that um so if you're interested in being a part of that journey and kind of feeling out that whole process with me come along you know happy to have you awesome well again i appreciate your time appreciate you coming on rizik listen to him on spotify all social networking platforms you know it was a great time all right, everybody, that was Rizik. And again, he was an absolute pleasure to have on the show. If you haven't, go check out his music. Um, again, all of his songs are kind of written around the context of, you know, love and relationships. So, you know, it's pretty good. He's really, really talented, and I think he's he's got a really... He, he's going to go far. Yeah, yeah. He's a great... Uh, so this is the way I explained him to, you know people that I know, I was like, hey, listen to my next guest. He's like a English reggaeton artist. 
it's because if you listen to his a lot of his music it's like reggaeton jamaican like poppy vibes but i dove deeper and i got the r&b you know what he was talking about like all over that's my favorite mm-hmm. song i fucking was blasting that like 10 times today um so he has like a different a lot of different views a lot of different like styles so you should definitely check him out he's a great guy he's definitely like jake said definitely going places so you know we're excited he's part of the music junkies family um as are all of you you know we love you guys um always stay safe and if you guys ever need anything our dms are always open also be sure to check out our merch we got our store up online and if you have any recommendations of some items or articles and clothing that you would like us to start doing feel free to send us a message on that as well your voice needs to be heard we can't hear them if you're not talking to us so again thank you guys so very much for tuning in to us we love you all very much have an amazing rest of your weekend see you next week peace